2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Yeah. EU exit. My business.
4: Plan.
2: Exports.
4: The facts.
2: Leaving the EU may mean your business needs to prepare for change. Even if you think your business won't be affected, it's worth double checking. To help you prepare your business, you can find guidance and up-to-date information at gov.uk/eu-exit. Across the UK, online, online and on DAB. A
1: mid-morning dance with the
2: devil. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham.
4: Get up-to-the-minute news flashes, instant reaction, and expert analysis from some of the biggest names in Westminster. Order. The
2: Independent Republic of Mike Graham.
4: Live from Westminster on Talk Radio.
5: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio, coming to you live once more from Westminster, following yet another night of shame in that big building behind me. Yes, indeed, we are in the tent of shame, but that has to be the palace of shame, doesn't it, over there? Last night, our MPs managed to excel themselves by voting down every possible means of leaving the European Union, while at the same time, choosing to pass a vote to remain in it. So where does that leave us then? Former Tory cabinet minister Oliver Letwin was king for a day but even he couldn't manage to find one unifying method of leaving or remaining. It was a resounding no uh, to a permanent customs union, no to a second referendum, no to a Labour plan, no to Common Market 2, no to revoking Article 50, no to no deal, no to a managed no deal and finally no to the EFTA European Free Trade Area. Does anybody down here understand the use of the word yes? By any means, we're going to try and find some Tory MPs who might actually know the answer that is yes. Y-E-S. Yes, it means in the affirmative, in the positive, that's something I want to do. All we now know is what they don't want to do. Even the offer from Theresa May to throw herself under the bus didn't convince enough MPs to vote with her withdrawal plan, and it's becoming more and more clear that despite whatever Theresa May says, Brexit does not in fact mean Brexit at all. Today, we're going to try and navigate our way through precisely what happens now with the help of a collection of pundits and MPs, but as ever, the most important people in the equation are you, the callers. We've had some great first-time callers this week. Let's have some more today. You're the ones that make all the common sense in the world 0344 499 1000 is the number you're listening to me Mike Graham on Talk Radio live from the tent of shame on College Green in Westminster
4: the fallout the fury
2: the future the independent republic of Mike Graham
4: live from Westminster
5: yeah, order on Talk Radio so we've been down here all week it's now Thursday and we have got precisely nowhere okay uh, on Monday uh, we still didn't know what was happening on Tuesday we still didn't know what was happening on Wednesday we still didn't know what was happening but we hoped something would happen last night guess what nothing happened last night so once again we still don't know what's happening (laughs) and we don't even know whether we're gonna be here tomorrow because we don't know what's happening tomorrow either I'm getting sick of this right I don't know where we go I think we should check in uh, with the countdown clock of shame to see how far we have got away from nothing happening on Brexit sound like we're getting any closer to nothing happening, so we'll leave that for a minute. Let's talk to a man who may know something about what's happening or not. He is of course Ross Capsel, Talk Radio's esteemed political editor. Ross, a very good morning to good you morning, welcome Mike. So, what's happening? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well nothing the short answer is nothing (laughs) and the reason for that is uh last night the house of commons voted eight times no No, to every possible brexit option yeah uh the house faced 16 options absolutely let's call the whole thing off yeah and uh they they said eight no times absolutely completely rejected every possible iteration on the series of indicative votes so the process that was supposed to deliver clarity from the house of commons on a way forward delivered no clarity at all apart from it's clear that nobody can agree on one of the options. I think even
5: Oliver Letwin, who said he was disappointed, perhaps the understatement of the night, uh, didn't expect there to be quite such negativity because we heard yesterday from a few MPs who were talking about how this might help Theresa May's deal somehow. We would get some idea of what people want. Those who are looking on the bright side are sort of saying, well, because the one... Uh, or two um, uh, votes that are actually only lost by small numbers like the, the customs union yes. maybe that is an indication that that is something
4: that we could go with what do you make of that that's the argument that's being used and people who are for example supporting a second referendum are saying that on one of the amendments which is about a confirmatory vote public vote on the deal mm. which was backed by margaret beckett that was the um, motion on the indicative votes which incorporated the carl wilson amendment from labour and was backed by the labour front bench that's actually had more votes in the House of Commons you could argue than for Theresa May's deal on the previous meaningful votes. Now it's not really comparable to to compare across votes like that in strict terms but all of these arguments are being used all of these arguments are being made to suggest that the the idea of the permanent customs union and the idea of the second referendum did best out of last night now we're going to get another round of indicative votes probably on Monday so you would expect Well let's
5: hope they're a bit more indicative than this lot
4: Well exactly, you would expect that in that case the House of Commons would be able to resolve more clearly between one of these options and perhaps find a majority for one, but that's not the same as then finding a majority on a division in yeah. the House of Commons, and there's another factor you have to remember here, all of the Cabinet last night were told to abstain Well I was so going to say,
5: because the numbers here, for example on the Permanent Customs Union 4, 264 against 272 that doesn't add up to 650, even for somebody with a rudimentary understanding of mathematics
4: Correct, and that, that, that also means that not every MP expressed that preference, mm. so when you factor in the other MPs who didn't vote for the options you may well end up with on the actual vote in the division in the House of Commons the idea being rejected yeah. because we know for example the government would whip against the second referendum at this stage they continue to stick to that policy although yeah. the world we live in the things change but we know that at the moment that that is the and government Corbyn actually
5: voted for the second referendum I'm told last night which is an unusual sort of new thing for him isn't
4: it? Yeah so it, he has come a long way I think it's fair to say on the, on that journey but at the same time it's not as strictly saying we're voting for an in our out second referendum which is what most people want when they think of or campaign it for a second referendum I mean the people who are involved in that campaign and it would be a referendum on Theresa May's deal so it would be a confirmatory vote on the deal to confirm the deal not clear what Labour would do for example if the deal were then rejected by the public and the deal could also be just confirmed yeah. on that referendum so you right. could be allowing the deal to pass so it, these things work in degrees or position likewise another factor in this is yes as I said Second referendum definitely would be opposed by the government at this stage, but so would a permanent customers' union. Mm. So the other option which is being talked about, and that was much, much narrower, there were only a handful of votes in that, eight, I think, yep. on, the, on that margin. That uh, particular option has been comprehensively rejected by Theresa May, but it is the one where there could be some movement potentially in the future because that soft Brexit option it's always being considered that Theresa May might offer that to Labour mm. to get them on board. But, but wouldn't do- she also
5: have to take it back to Brussels and say we now want to sort of add this on as a, as a sort of rejoinder or something to the, the withdrawal agreement and they would then have to consider that and having said that they're not going to change the withdrawal agreement they'd have to change it.
4: Yes so the political declaration would also have to be changed under those circumstances yeah. so the package would have to be renegotiated the package that remember we don't just have the withdrawal agreement and the poll deck anymore we have the other additional documents which Theresa May secured in an attempt to bring the Brexiters round. All of it would have to be reinterpreted and redone to get to a permanent customers' union. And that, you know, Labour have have considerably suggested previously that they would be open to backing this, but at the moment that would be a big shift for them as well if they went for the permanent customers' union because it would mean Theresa May's deal would go through and that still would result in a deal which wouldn't meet Labour's other tests. So they're saying we cannot have this deal unless you meet six tests... The other five tests wouldn't be met if if there, if there wasn't a permanent customs union. Labour is asking for a new single-market relationship. That's not up for, for, for debate, clearly, after last night's results. So it wouldn't come up to Labour's other, other tests. So no. it would be a big movement for them if they backed it. The fallout, the fury, the future.
2: The independent republic of Mike Graham.
4: Live from Westminster. Fair order on Talk Radio.
5: Coming up, uh, we will take loads more of your calls. We will tell you what Andrew Ledson's saying. We'll let you know whether there's been any breakthrough. We're hearing that an awful lot of uh, uh, Brexiteer MPs from the Tory side of things are starting to move towards voting for Theresa May's deal, even though a few weeks ago uh, they said they would never do such a thing. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg now saying he would vote with it, providing the DUP goes along. Uh, also, some Labour MPs who have said that they would join in as well uh, if it gets to be a close-run thing. Steve McCabe's with me, Labour MP for Birmingham, Celio. Uh, Steve, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this auspicious day. Um, I've been saying all morning that really we're in a place where nothing is happening fast. Is anything happening?
3: Uh, Well, it's a good question. I I think the uh, leader of the House, Andrea Leadsom, has just announced that they're going to bring back the Prime Minister's deal for a third time tomorrow.
5: Yes, that would seem to be the, the sort of the, the the drums that we're hearing. We had uh, Bob Seely here just a moment ago. He was suggesting that, that might happen. Uh, so what that means, or that tells us, that they because we know that they wouldn't do that unless they thought they had a chance of winning it. That must be. They must be now thinking they've got the DUP, mustn't they?
3: Well, I find that very hard to believe. I think it's just another suicide dash by Theresa May. Myself. Mm, well, uh,
5: she's had plenty of those, and she hasn't even managed to uh, to convict those uh, either, has she? Really?
3: Well, look. I, Obviously, if they do have the DUP, it does change things pretty dramatically. But I mean, I think at the moment um, it, it's one of these situations where she may have pulled a few Tories towards her with the prospect that she will go. But any Labour MPs who are uh, thinking of increasing the numbers, I think, will have been pushed away because they're now confronted with the prospect that uh, so we get rid of her we risk possibly somebody like Boris Johnson so Mm. the paper's not worth uh, what it's written on.
5: But are you telling me that Labour MPs would actively not vote through the deal in order to keep Theresa May
3: in her office? Well, I think they would actively not want to vote for a deal if the next stage meant Boris Johnson could tear it up and subject us to another two years of what we've just had.
5: But you can't really argue that that's in the best interest of the country. In the best interest of the country, surely, to get the deal through, isn't it?
3: Well, not if stage two means somebody like Boris Johnson trying to move us right back to a position where we leave without a deal, because all he would do is fritter away the two transitional years, uh, creating a divide so that we ended up without any settled arrangements. But
5: you wouldn't expect the Tory party to let you guys choose their next leader, would you?
3: No, and I'm not suggesting we should. I'm suggesting that the the risk of the strategy she's employing is it may just push Labour MPs away because, you know, someone like me would certainly not be tempted to vote for that if I thought the prospect was I was going to let somebody like uh, 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 Dominic Rabot or Boris Johnson uh, take over.
5: But what would you then uh, convince yourself to vote with? how would you vote for the government's uh, deal, for Theresa May's deal, without, uh, with, well, you can't really say that you'd vote for it under any circumstances. Well, no, I, I think the you?
3: only way to vote for any version of her deal was for her to go and have some kind of acceptable caretaker, Prime Minister. That I don't think it's going to happen. No. That's pretty well, obvious. like I say, she's not going to give you guys that opportunity. No, issue. no, I accept that. So, I mean, I still think the best prospect is something like, I mean, you saw the other night, Kenneth Clark's uh, amendment was what, eight, vote short of a win that's the closest to the commons getting a majority that's what i'm now
5: calling a new definition of the word majority It's only losing by eight (laughs) votes it's fantastic isn't it (laughs) let's talk to ross Kempsel who's our political editor with some news on what has been just said in the commons yeah
4: just in the last few moments we have had a business statement from the leader of the commons andrea ledsam the government has tabled business for tomorrow the commons wasn't supposed to sit tomorrow tory mp's were alerted two days ago that they had to be on a three-line whip calling for a debate on a motion relating to the UK's withdrawal from the European Union. So that means the Commons will debate Brexit tomorrow. Now that is not the same thing as saying that the Meaningful Vote is definitely coming back tomorrow, but there will be business in the Commons tomorrow on Brexit. It does look like uh, the government will be having another go at Meaningful Vote 3 on the back of that, but that's not exactly the same thing. Mm. The uh, shadow leader of the House, Valerie Valls, who we can just see is at the dispatch box at the moment for Labour, is asking the government whether uh, that is what that means and is asking for more clarity saying is this in fact uh, the third meaningful vote Uh, Andrea Leadsom for the government did say that whatever the government brings back it will be in compliance with the Speaker's ruling. Sources are not sure about whether this is the meaningful vote tomorrow or not but we are certainly in the position that the government will be debating uh, uh, in the House of Commons tomorrow with the opposition Brexit in some form on a government motion can't really see anything else that that would be apart from an attempt at a meaningful vote could be some other way around. Yeah. So, for example, part of the withdrawal agreement bill, that's possible in order to get an extension through. So there are alternatives, but it looks like there is a move towards some kind of movement tomorrow in the Commons towards a meaningful votes
5: well Steve Cape is with us now uh, Ross has pretty well kiboshed any idea of Labour joining in with the uh, the meaningful vote and going with Theresa May on the basis quite quite simply uh, that they don't really wish to see Boris Johnson taking over the next stage so maybe her kind of very dramatic um, uh, promise to throw herself under the bus has actually rather backfired on her. what do you make of that?
4: Um, it, it Well, uh, it's certainly brought around some Tory rebels, so if that's what her intention was, to that extent, it's worked. It hasn't brought around the DUP yet. It, It hasn't brought around the remainder of the Tory rebels yet. If she so, can bring
5: all the Tory rebels around and the DUP, she's OK then, presumably? Well,
4: well regardless of whether... Uh, no, no, she's not. She still needs Labour votes, even if she brings around the DUP. So if you have the DUP who come on board, the formula becomes the number of Tory rebels plus one is the number of Labour votes that Theresa May need. Uh-huh. So if the DUP come, come and join her to vote for the withdrawal agreement and say there are then 12 Tories or maybe 15 or maybe as many as 20 who never move, reject the withdrawal agreement And Andrew Bridgen will be time. one of those, presumably. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely suggested that. There are other names, for example. Where you would be looking at uh, Mr. Bridgen, you would be looking at people like James Dudridge, Amory Morris, perhaps. You'd be looking at Tories, uh, uh, of course, perhaps even Dominic Raab, one of the potential leadership contenders who this morning suggested that he wouldn't be backing uh, the deal uh, on this occasion. Uh, it, it, there are enough, John Redwood. There, there are many Tory MPs, 12 more than you need, plus one on Labour votes. So you still end up needing a lot of Labour votes. I can't see Theresa May getting more than about eight Labour votes on the deal, if it comes back well, tomorrow, come to the she changes. may not get any.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I think it's possible she may get eight, but I imagine the the government whip strategy at the moment is exactly that: it will be t- to try and squeeze down the number of Tory rebels to about a dozen or less, and to try and amplify the number of Labour votes to about that figure. I imagine that's exactly mm. what they're doing. But unless you've got the DUP, that's all kind of pointless, isn't yeah. it? Also, I mean, we've spent many, many hours in this
5: tent debating the fact that, you know, some people, particularly those who who voted Remain, feel like the majority for leaving was not that big. If you end up in the Parliament with a majority of one or two, uh, which is also pretty small, to be honest, is that actually really going to be workable in the sense that are people who have lost that vote not going to just go along with it? Are they going to be thorns in the side for the rest of time? Are we going to literally see stalemate politics really running this country for years to come
3: well i think there is a real risk of that now i mean i suppose if it was to scrape through like that that is the best possible argument for having some kind of confirmatory public vote Mm -hmm. because at least you could then say well you know it's been through every conceivable stage this is where it's at i i think there is a sense that uh the whole tactics adopted by Theresa May has led to a position where this country could be in stalemate politics for some time. And frankly I, I fear if there was a general election it might still end up with that. All that might happen is you'd have a few more uh, colourful and extreme figures at the margin. Yeah,
5: no I think that's absolutely right. There's certainly no suggestion that one of the major parties would emerge with a large majority in any situation really. And you're quite right, you would probably have a few um, Tory MPs and Labour MPs with small majorities getting kicked out. Uh, And you might, as you say, see more fringe figures coming in, maybe more representatives from somewhere like UKIP or the Brexit Party or something like that. So you'd actually have
3: even maybe more of a hung parliament you've got now. I I think that's a distinct possibility. I think we are in a very difficult phase. Uh, And, you know, I mean, I come back to this. Uh, It's too late now, but her opportunity was to go to a, a point, a kind of consensus building caretaker we might just have got through this Mm. and we might just have been able to move on but you know the the same issue has been at the center of this since day one the Prime Minister has decided that the needs of the Tory party are greater than the needs of Parliament or the country and you know it's become that choice you either put the country first Or your party first. But doesn't that depend
5: on where you're coming from? Because there are those who voted remain who think putting the country first means not leaving the European Union and keeping that from happening for as long as possible. Those who want to leave the European Union think the best thing for the party uh, is either to leave with her deal or to leave with no deal. So there's no consensus even on what's actually good for the country. No, I I,
3: I don't dispute that at all. There are ardent remainers and leavers Mm. who will never (laughs) shift, no matter what happens. Uh, But I was saying I think her tactics have been at all stages driven by the needs of her party rather. They may well have been. They've certainly
5: been wrong. Whichever tactics she's chosen, none of them seem to have worked at all well. But you voted last night, Steve, I understand, for the common market too, customs union, the Labour alternative and the confirmatory public vote. Of those four things, um, you were saying earlier probably the customs union uh, is the one which had the least opposition, if you like. What can be done with that, basically? I mean, can you take that to Theresa May and say, can you tack this on to the withdrawal agreement? Because Brussels might allow that to be done, even though technically it's a renegotiation, if you like. But
3: they're probably quite in favour of it. Well, I think that is an option. I think the difficulty with that is, you know, I think there, there have been plenty of attempts by people to persuade her to listen to that kind of approach Mm. up until now, and she's showing absolutely no interest whatsoever. I mean, this is the first time I can ever remember Tory MPs, well, you know, the Government Party MPs, walking about saying, the problem is the Prime Minister's just got a deaf ear. I mean, that is all you hear from them, and this is what they think has been happening for weeks on end. Though. Yeah, well, that seems to be the problem.
5: She doesn't really seem capable uh, as more and more members of her cabinet disappear. I mean, she's going to run out of people to put in the cabinet pretty soon, it seems to me. But, I mean, she doesn't appear to... She seems impervious to... I mean, most of us, you know, are quite single-minded. You do your job because of the fact that you have a belief in something. But there comes a point when, surely, you have to say, well, this ain't working, and so I'm going to have to now try and make another way to make this work and it may involve compromising something with somebody else and she just keeps repeating ad nauseam it's my deal or or, you know the highway
0: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze
1: relax and think about work
4: The fallout, the fury, the future.
2: The independent republic of Mike Graham.
4: Live from Westminster. Yeah, order on Talk Radio.
5: Now, it's all happening down here today. I'm delighted to say we're now joined by Justin Greening, a former cabinet member, former education secretary. Uh, MP, of course, for Putney. Uh, very good morning. It's a beautiful day. It's gorgeous. Um, what happened last night? Nothing happened. You had a chance to do something and you didn't.
2: It was complete gridlock. Yeah as I predicted back in the summer last year, <laughs> that all we could agree to agree on is that we don't agree. And, yeah. and that's the issue, is Britain's got to go somewhere. We can't keep going around in circles in Parliament anymore.
5: Well, that's the problem. I mean, we're told now that there might be a third uh, opportunity to vote for Theresa May's deal. Uh, there may now be a second chance to vote for Oliver Letwin's uh, indicative votes on Monday. You know, just see, I mean, from the public's point of view, it's just going on and on and on endlessly uh, with no result
2: totally agree and we've got to take a decision my attitude's always been if it's obvious parliament with the best will of the world let's face it we've tried for three years nearly to try and reach a consensus but if we're not going to there comes a time when you have to just admit that and then work out how you get a decision otherwise and my attitude's always been if we just aren't going to get consensus in parliament rightly or wrongly then you've got to find some consensus in the country and go back to people. And I know that there'll be a lot of people saying, we've already had a referendum. I get all of that. They don't
5: all sound like that. That's a bit unfair, (laughs) to be honest. Pinky and perky Maybe that's how
2: I would scream the radio. But... In the end, we've got to find a direction and find it soon because there are a tonne of other issues that people are sorting out for our country and we're not getting on to any of that whilst we stay obsessed and focused on But I'll on say Brexit. to you
5: what I say to every MP that ever says this, and that is that why, and, and the people say this to me, that the people who voted to leave the European Union say, why should we have to win a referendum twice to do something when the Remainers only have to win one? And that seems a fair question
2: no i totally get that and i think the problem lay in the referendum itself because we knew what remaining meant but leaving wasn't clear and actually what we spent three years doing is trying to debate and decide what leaving means and i think the problem for the prime minister was that when she finally came up with a plan it's not what a lot of people who voted for brexit wanted and she's not changed it and That's where the the conflicts come. And my concern, actually, with the plan, which is why I voted against it, is that it's not going to work in a democracy if the government does something that no one wants. That is the one thing that, you know, isn't a sustainable route forward. I think if people want a hard Brexit, then they should be able to have it. But I genuinely have not seen a route through for them doing that other than a referendum. And what kind of Brexit do you want? Well, I've said I want to remain, but that is almost not the point. My constituency was 71% remain. I've represented represented them in Parliament. But I really do think it's intolerable to go down a route that actually nobody in Britain wants. I just don't think it's sensible either.
5: But it's the first referendum that has been rejected by the Parliament, effectively, which is what you're doing. You're rejecting the result of a referendum. You didn't reject uh, any other result of any other referendum. You didn't reje- reject the Scottish referendum or the, uh, the, you know, the one for devolution. You didn't reject any of the other. You didn't say to the people of Wales, actually, you're probably wrong to, to vote for, for devolution. You know, there's no precedent for this.
2: There isn't. And interestingly, part of the challenge also comes from what the public are saying to us. So when the deal came out, I have never seen a tsunami of correspondence and emails in from uh, my community like there was in response to that. Everybody hated it. They hated it for different reasons. It was a bit like murder on the Orient Express. But when I talked to other MPs, they were all saying the same thing. People who voted for Brexit said, well, this just isn't Brexit. I mean, it literally is not Brexit. We actually lose powers. We don't gain them. And then many Remainers said, well, A, what's the point if we're still following all the rules? And B, if the people who won this referendum aren't happy with the result, then why are we doing it? And so we've never managed to get beyond that. And, and my view since the summer when that white paper came out was I, because of a hung parliament, I could never see how the maths was going to work. And I just think I'm a practical person. So I'm disappointed that we are where we are, but I also know we've got to unblock it and we've got to unblock it fast. And that's why I think in the end, you've got to go back to people.
5: And Ross Kempis here with us, our political editor. Ross, I mean, there is a, uh, an awful lot of, uh, of movement, you might say, in the bookies this morning about who's going to take over. Theresa May, of course, offered to throw herself under the bus yesterday. Uh, she's still standing, though, and the bus is not moving. So what are we do?
4: Well, the Prime Minister didn't quite offer that under any circumstances. Of course, it's conditional on the deal passing. And even then, the Tory party is going to set its timetable for the leadership election Downing Street sources were saying last night that's going to be after May the 22nd, which is the next date. But of course, once you take the lid off that particular question, you open up this huge beginnings of a leadership race. And we've had on this station in the past 24 hours, various MPs already expressing their preferences about who they might want to see come next. An interesting development this morning, which I've just noticed in the past hour or so. We've had big movements from Boris Johnson, from Jacob Rees-Mogg from Ian Duncan Smith. Tory Brexiters vehemently opposed to the deal hundreds of times, said they would oppose it. Now backing the Prime Minister. Dominic Raab, one of the key Brexit leadership contenders, not doing that yet. He's been speaking this morning and he is still suggesting in his language that he would oppose a meaningful vote three. Now I think that it's very important to read what happens on MV3 for those Tory leadership candidates through the prism of an impending leadership election. Mr. Rob clearly trying to appeal to the, that rump of Tory Brexsters who just won't move. But there's only 20 mm. or so of them now. Yeah, there's not many. So, of them. so why you would do that before a leadership election? strategically not clear but everything that Tory MPs do do now who have that prominence is inevitably going to be read through the question of a leadership election this summer so the Prime Minister already you know, struggling with, with authority, struggling with the collapse of cabinet collective responsibility struggling with a whipping system which is no longer operational with a chief whip who constantly complains in private that the uh, whips have lost authority including telling the Prime Minister that she should go now has opened up this question of leadership so I don't see how this is going to go away
5: Justin, how do you see um, the the next few days going even? Because, I mean, if we can see that uh, some of these hard Brexit uh, Tory MPs are keen to go behind the Prime Minister, there are certainly Labour MPs I've spoken to who have said, if we thought that vote was going to be a bit closer, we would move as well. So it is a bit of a way to go. I mean, we're all sick to death of it. But, you know, can you see some way through for this bill, even though you might not want it to be the case? Can you see a way through for her to actually get a, a, a yes vote finally?
2: I think the people to actually watch are the DUP. Mm. In a way, they're the kingmakers. And and Jacob pivoted like 360 degrees yesterday between saying he was against the deal, then he was for it, and now he's uh, against it unless the DUP are for it. Mm. So they're the ones to to watch out for, really. But I think at the end of the day, the, the issue I've got is I keep coming back to the fact that this deal, to my mind, isn't what millions of people who voted Brexit wanted. And that is gonna come back and bite you and and you need a sustainable route forward and as for Tory leadership I mean it's putting the cart before the horse we've got to work out where we're going to work out who the driver should be and I think there is a real danger that if we don't actually bother to find out from the British people then We might be just steering them down a road that they really don't want to go. And and I just think that's wrong.
5: Well, the trouble is it's a very divisive issue, isn't it? And so many people have become so vitriolic about it. And I worry that we won't recover from this as a country. That it will take a very long time for people who are hardcore on either side uh, to actually understand somebody else's point of view. I've never seen such uh, horrible things being said from one party to another i mean even this morning we're looking at the guy from vote leave who organized the campaign saying that the the the, uh, the hard brexit tories are like a metastasising cancer i mean these are, these are not words that people should be using because they're encouraging everybody to be really horrible to one another
2: i've been really concerned with how the whole debate's been run i mean from the word going the referendum actually mm. um i was involved with it obviously campaigned in it and it just felt like it was a race to the bottom on politics that I hated. So whatever road we do pick after this, um, and and I genuinely think you'll be able to live with it if you feel like it's truly democratic, but whatever road we pick, we've got some serious questions to ask about how Parliament works, why every single time we ever have a long-term issue facing Parliament, we don't come up with a solution. The only difference on Brexit is that it had a deadline. Yeah. And we missed that.
5: Well, every single bre- a deadline, every single red line, every single kind of ultimatum has been co- has come because, and gone. Because... because it's
2: short-term politics where well, what people actually want are long-term solutions. And they'd much rather, and we should have been more honest with them about the trade-offs, about the fact that, frankly, if you have different regulatory systems, one side of a border to the other, you are going to have to do some checks. That's a hundred percent for sure
5: but even the eu have said that they could they could envisage a border without a border checkpoint as it were that you could have goods checked in a particular place which would not have to create a a physical hard border
2: but if this was about getting freedom the more freedom you have the harder that becomes and the bottom line is people break rules when they're not enforced let alone uh sorry when they are enforced let alone when they're not Mm. so i think but I isn't it also a bit about the, a perfect world?
5: Isn't it also a bit about people wanting a perfect world which doesn't exist? You can't have a perfect world. You can't have everything you want. I mean, I'd like to be driving around in a Ferrari. I'd like to have to not come and sit down in this beautiful sunshine and talk to people like you every well, single day. It's you've got like
2: the worst job in the world. And it's not
5: bad, I have to say. It's really not bad. Um, but And I'm finished at 1 o'clock as well, so I can even <laughs> go for lunch. But no, the bottom line is that, you know, Part people... timer I know. People think that, uh, you know, they can get everything they want. It's, there's a sort of millennial aspect to it that I, that I always complain about, that people see, like my daughters age they, they, ag- they say, oh, but did, we didn't get what we were expecting. yeah I
2: don't agree with that. I actually think people are really pragmatic. I just think you need to give them the facts and then ask them what what their choice is. Like, what's the trade off that they want to well, make? Well, that's what I happened. And honest, saying they weren't the facts. Well, I think if if I think if government to be more honest about some of the trade offs, I think that would have helped. Uh, and I think it started during the referendum. Everyone will analyse it to death forever but in the end it doesn't change the fact that we've got to take a decision I think Parliament's gridlocked so I right. think people are going to have to do one
5: it last them. final question I know you're in a hurry um, I think it's about leadership as well there hasn't been any Theresa May has not shown strong leadership if there is a leadership election who will you back if for the Tory leader? I
2: don't know I like I say I think we need to find a direction first and I think frankly that is way more important Then who runs the Conservative Party.
5: Okay, Justin Green, thank you very much indeed. Uh, You've heard what Justin had to say. Uh, She's very reasonable. She wants to have another referendum. (laughs) Doctor No, could they? They just found the General James Bond thing, which is not good enough, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to make a complaint. I wanted the Doctor No music because of No, that was said eight times, of course. I've uh, got with Sarah Wollaston here. She's just joined us in the Tent of Shame. We are here, of course, for the fourth day in a row uh, on College Green in Westminster. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, and you're very welcome to call in, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sarah, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the Tent of Shame, as we like to call it. And the good news for us is that we're going to be here tomorrow because Andrew Ledsam says you're going to be back in the House of Commons, mm-hmm. voting possibly uh, on the meaningful vote three, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, but certainly I'm not sure. discussing. Once again, uh, where we are supposed to be going, because we don't yeah. appear to be going anywhere particularly fast, do we? I
1: know you just think, you know, what must this look like to the outside world? Yeah. It's a well, of you. national shame <laughs> and national uh, tragedy, all yeah. rolled into one. And and I think that we just need to resolve this. Yes. And what's clear from the votes last night is that the, the the largest amount of support across the Commons was for having putting it back to the people. And I think that the Prime Minister would have got her deal through months ago, if Mm. she'd just been prepared to link it to that, because she'd have support from across the Commons. It's clear she can't rely on the DUB and the right-wing ERG to get her deal across the line, however much she bribes people. Well, we'll um, see. Maybe she's got something up her sleeve. I mean, it seems
5: unlikely, because every time I think she's got something up her sleeve, it turns out she hasn't got something up her sleeve. Well, the point
1: is that if she offers to separate the the withdrawal agreement from the future framework, she's going to lose the the little Labour support she had, because Mm. people will be nervous that once she's gone and she's replaced with, say, Boris or Jacob, or whoever who's going to be much more on the right, they'll be very nervous of that yeah. kind of open-ended Well, Steve McCabe was just here but telling us precisely that, yeah.
5: that an awful lot of Labour MPs um, who would have voted with the deal if they thought it was getting closer yeah. are now kind of worried because of this a threat That's that right. she's made they or promise that she's on. made. And, I mean, again, I'm afraid to say this about Theresa May, that she's had an opportunity to mm-hmm. solve a problem and she's kind of made it worse by her tactics. Her tactics have been wrong from they the have. beginning of time.
1: And it's always been viewed by her, I think, sadly, through the prism of what's right for the Tory party. Well, frankly, most of us... That is just not what is mattering to us. I have left the Tory Party because I am so disgusted yes. by this attitude that somehow this is all about what's right for the Tory Party. It's what's right for the nation, and you know my view has always been that it's more than a thousand days since we had the referendum. It's absolutely obvious blindingly obvious to everybody that the problem was there's so many different versions of brexit that nobody had really set out what what they what which version of brexit mm. they were voting for well once we've arrived at knowing which credible version of brexit we're voting for for goodness sake put it back to the people with an absolute clear promise that we'd move right to, straight away to delivering it if that's what people But is that a possibility because
5: it may well be that there is no Um, sort of true compromise that can be found which enough people will agree on because certainly in parliament it appears that nobody agrees on anything apart from the fact that they don't agree on anything
1: (laughs) but this was always going to be a two-stage process so the first bit yesterday was for people to say what's my very first preference and in my case that was to have a a, a confirmatory um, ballot on what we arrive on but now we're looking at what all the other decisions were and saying right now let's link them together it's clear that neither camp is going to win on its own Mm. they have to join forces yes so we'll see if you like combinations of the two on monday so it'll be if you like the sort of norway plus model plus a confirmatory ballot i personally think the prime minister tomorrow could get this through done and dusted if she just was prepared to not be so obstinate bring her deal back linked to having a confirmatory ballot just to check it's got the people's consent she, that would sail through the Commons and we could all move on for goodness sake but, that's Well, what if, we that, need to if do. that is
5: indeed the case then, then I'm, I'm, I would join you in wishing for her to do that the difficulty is that the, the whole people's vote argument has gone backwards and forwards and changed and moved and goalposts Not and really, I well think it has because originally it wasn't about confirm, confirming anything it was about saying oh hang on it seems as though people didn't know what they were voting for so now that we've got so much more information let's have another vote well, that's right. which well, we system, need to know and, which
1: the deal which,
5: which, which was immediately uh, thrown out, basically, by Parliament. Now what you're saying is is you want a, a confirmatory vote, i.e. first you get the deal, and then you ask people if that's what they, they want. They want it, with a choice a to remain. It's a slightly so different position, isn't I it? I
1: think it's just a, a matter of terminology in the sense that you're still saying to people, is this the Brexit deal you want once we've arrived at what, which of the very many options it was, or a choice to remain? And the thing is that, you know, once you vote for a referendum that then has to have a separate bill and an act of parliament to get it through and so all the discussions about you know would they also include a hard brexit option as well that would be for a later day but what you would be saying absolutely is it has a, at least, as a minimum, to include the deal, the Prime Minister's deal. I think it should be, in my view, because at least it's not a unicorn; it's a deliverable, actual thing that has been negotiated. Well, it's been agreed EU, at least, which is
2: more
5: has. than anything else has been in exactly. the house behind
1: us. Well, and the the point is, it it's people know what it is. Mm. So you have a defined deal, but also a choice to remain, and then at a later date, if that was agreed tomorrow. Parliament would come back and it would have a separate Act of Parliament to say should it also include a hard Brexit option Um, and that would be for a separate day but we would know two of the things that would definitely be there would be the Prime Minister's But isn't that intrinsically dishonest,
5: though, because what you should be really having a debate about is what kind of deal you leave with, OK? So when you put the ballot paper down for the second referendum, you take the view that, well, people have already voted to leave, let's give them this choice, and this is how you leave, either A, B or C, and no, then you do fine. it that way. But, that, that but, not to, but, but then you take Remain off the table, then.
1: Why would you take Remain off because the table? Because people have already
5: voted to leave.
1: But I'm afraid the point is that when we had the first referendum people were promised all sorts of unicorns a lot of people who voted in that referendum believed genuinely i don't know anyone that no, will but a say lot of what you are about to no, say no, but a lot of people genuinely believed it would mean 350 million a week extra for the nhs no, they didn't. They, it was on they the did. side of the bus i tell you that was a very powerful argument a lot of people believed that they could have fantastic free trade deals at our advantage which they could still around have. I'm afraid what we're seeing actually is it's a little bit more complicated. Well, yeah, than that. it doesn't and mean they're, they're not going to get but it. doesn't mean it's
5: not going to happen, though, does
1: it? it? It does because we we were told, if you remember, that uh, by Liam Fox that at the you know um, at the second we passed midnight there'd be all these deals arranged from all around the world. you have I mean, been we've a politician a, few... a
5: long time, Sarah. I've been a journalist a long time. Yeah. I don't believe very much that I'm told by politicians.
1: But I'm afraid you might not. I might not. But actually, the public out there—they're <laughs> told all sorts of promises. Yeah, I know. You know, look at look at some of the stuff, the guff they were told um, by all sorts of people that they could have their cake and eat it. Yeah. Mr. but I Johnson. talked to a lot of
5: people on this show who voted to leave, yeah. and not one of them has ever said any of those things.
1: Well, I, you know, I'm afraid I've met a lot of people who genuinely are angry because they believed that it would be good for the NHS. I, I chair the Health and Social Care Select Committee, and week in, week out, week in, week out, I hear evidence of the harm that it will cause to to health, to science and research, to social care, to our medical workforce. I'm afraid people were were sold a lie and, and they deserve the chance, once we know what the deal is on offer, to be able to weigh up the risks and benefits. Let, let me ask you this question: Would you expect to be wheeled into the operating theatre for an operation that you would signed a consent for a thousand days ago, where somebody just said, "I'll oh, sign here for an operation." You know, you'd want to yeah, know what the operation that, was. Well, they
5: don't work that quickly. I mean, I'd be waiting longer than a thousand days. <laughs> actually, you after, wouldn't. Yeah, I would actually, <laughs> you listen, wouldn't. Let me ask know,
1: you a well, question. No, I'm going to take you up on that. Because right. actually, where is your evidence that you'd wait a thousand days for a routine operation? Well, there we, are, there we are. There we are. Let me <laughs> ask you one.
5: Which is what always uh, I get asked to ask you guys who've joined the the independent group. If you're so keen on giving people operations... Uh, a second time mm. why would you not have a by election stand in totnes because as an independent because at the
1: moment i don't have a manifesto that i'd be telling them to vote for once we're all up and running as a political party with a defined manifesto then that's the point you can go back to people but at the moment you know also right in the middle of this crisis you know it takes a long time to have a have a by election and it doesn't the point about by elections and general elections is they don't answer the specific question because people vote on a range of issues what we need right now is to answer this central question that is tearing us apart and for that you need a referendum There's, i have absolutely no problem and you know what i've always said if actually you know if it's a choice between putting my job at risk or actually putting my constituents jobs at risk you know actually i am not prepared to vote in a way that i know will make my constituents poorer because you know i have to be able to look them in the eye and particularly if it's something like no deal where I know it's going to make them poorer and cause all sorts of real-world harms to health and science, I'm not prepared to look people in the eye and say, I'd knowingly and deliberately delivered that. I'm not going to do it.
5: Okay. Sarah Wollaston, a very principled woman, uh, also has a crystal ball as well. Isn't it great? She's <laughs> really loving Brexit. It's, still, right. I mean, it's much nicer Ooh. in the sunshine, is all I can say, than it was in the <laughs> rain actually, do you know what? and I'm the gonna, snow. I'm
1: going to stay here and have a it's coffee because it's like oh, please suddenly do. the sun is very come welcome. Out. It's You're very fabulous. welcome.
5: Uh, I'm sure there'll be loads of people that have issues <laughs> with what you've just said as well. Uh, but thank you very much indeed, uh, Dr. Dr. Sarah Wollaston. Uh, 0344 9 is the number. This is Talk Radio. Say yes. No, no, no. Do it now. No, no, no
6: the nose habit
5: Mike Graham brought to you in association with The Times, it's politics tamed, there's certainly an awful lot of politics going on. I'm not sure how tamed it is though because of course eight times, no less than eight times last night, uh, did the politicians uh, behind us in the Palace of Westminster, all the MPs say no uh, rather than yes. It was yet, it was nine. it was no. it was any number of different uh, ways of saying no. I've got David Davis with me here, uh, Tory MP uh, for Monmouth who recently said yes actually to Theresa May's deal. Um, how do you say no in Welsh by the way?
0: No. Nah. No nah. nah. So well, oh, well yeah. you said yeah be last annoyed. night a few times, didn't you? Yeah, because uh, we were being asked to vote for a second referendum, which I think would be an absolute outrage. Let's go back and tell what seventeen and a half million people you got it all wrong, you yeah. can't you're not allowed to have that opinion because a bunch of MPs mm. with university degrees living in the M twenty five Think that they know better than you are. Well, I absolutely will not sign up for that under any circumstances. I think it'd be a disgrace. I'll take the deal, though, and I think it's now time for anyone who supports Brexit to to take this deal. Dominic Cummings, who ran the Leave campaign, has said, "Take the deal. It's the only game in town." Yeah, he's been quite quite rude rude about the uh,
5: the old ERG group today. Uh, I was reading in the Times earlier on this morning. But well,
0: Dominic's not known for being courteous to anyone, (laughs) particularly. But yes.
5: uh, (laughs) Well, listen. uh, Let me just take a couple of quick calls, if you don't mind. we're Almost out of time. We're here until one o'clock. Matthew writes coming up then as well we've had an amazing show again with some great calls let's go back to them now Shane uh, is in Derby he wants to talk uh, about a second referendum uh, sorry Vernon is in Worcester I, t- I beg your pardon Vernon very good uh, afternoon
6: how are you Mike I definitely don't want to talk about a second referendum <laughs> because I think it's outrageous
5: well what do you want to talk about
6: <laughs> for me ultimately Mike I'm just so disappointed and feel tremendously let down uh, in the elite of Westminster, as I call them, that, that building of shame. No offence to your uh, gentlemen who's with at the moment. I just find it preposterous, very upsetting, very distressing. Democracy is finished.
5: Now, you're upset that Boris Johnson and, and Jacob Rees-Mogg have uh, capitulated and backed Theresa May's deal.
6: Sitting next okay. to me, David
5: Davis, has also done that. So what, what's your message to him?
6: Yeah, I mean, listen, we voted to leave. We didn't vote to leave with a deal, we voted to leave. That is all that we voted. We'd like to have a deal, it's not possible. And I need the MPs to grow a pair and just follow it through. The deal that Theresa May is offering is not Brexit. They've opposed it all the way along and now they're compromising. And I think you compromise if there is... Something worth compromising on. This is just to save face, and I think it's preposterous. Is this not Brexit? not what we voted
0: for. Well, why don't you have a listen to what David's going to say to you about Look, that? What I'll say to you, Vernon, is I was out there campaigning for it. I know you voted for it. We both believe in Brexit. I voted last night for a no-deal Brexit. It had 160 votes. There are 650 MPs, and I can't ignore the maths. I'm really sorry about that. We need 326 to be willing to back that. I was one of them. Give me another 325 or whatever the the, the, the number we need is, and, and we'll be happy. But we haven't got it, and therefore we... we We've got a simple choice here, Vernon. We either take that deal, we make it better over the next two years, we have to have somebody in who's prepared to say at the end of a two-year period, if we're being messed around by the European Union, we'll walk away completely. We need that that kind of leadership. We need members of the Cabinet with confidence in this country, the confidence which you and 17.5 million other people have shown. But if we don't take it now, we're going to lose everything. And believe me, those elites who you've referred to, who do exist, will not allow us to win a second referendum. They will not even probably allow us to have another proper referendum. And they will keep us in the European Union forever. So it's now or never. That's why I say to everyone, we've got to take that deal.
6: The problem is we don't believe you. I'm sorry. you ultimately, I know you voted to leave and everything else yourself, but the majority are Remainers. It was never going to get through. I want... Morris and, and Jacob Rees-Mogg to hold tight and just show the people who ha- are going to betray Brexit. And that will be Parliament. And we will remember. We will never forget. And democracy is finished. It's preposterous. I think. Who's, who's is, your MP? I haven't got a clue. I'm, I'm sorry. I really... I'm in Worcester. It's a very nice part of the world. And I'll just deal with whatever comes our way. I just do not want... To remain in the eu i've got no issues with the eu we're better on our own we're stronger on our own
0: okay listen can't... well i agree with all of that but listen vernon please don't let's let's all fall apart out with each other i mean that is another thing that they want to do which is to divide that seventeen and a half million people and and have us all split up and arguing with each other let's re- remember who the real enemy is uh, i wouldn't call the eu the enemy but it is the opposition and all those who are supporting it We have to stick together, and I promise you, right, I was out there more than anyone else in Wales anyway campaigning for brexit dominic cummings who led vote leave campaigning for brexit saying it's not a good deal but it's the only game in town we've got if we don't take that now we're going to be in the eu forever
5: vernon thanks very much indeed for your call we're seeing now that uh, there is no meaningful vote likely to come on friday which tells me um that uh, david theresa may has not yet managed to get the numbers that she needs because she doesn't want to go for it unless she's going to win
0: and um, this is uh, as I, i'm just seeing this now this is actually quite significant because it had to go through by friday yeah or, or we have to go back to the european union and the deadline, uh, my understanding an was the
5: deadline's 11 o'clock tomorrow isn't it I, I
0: thought it was the end of the day but it doesn't really matter it had to go through that deal had to go through on friday yeah. or we go back to the european union what i fear is going to happen now is that we will end up going back to the European Union, fighting European Union elections and having a long extension. Yeah. This is exactly what we didn't want to but happen. But
5: we were told that the EU didn't want us to do that either. Let's go to Mike in York, who's going to be our final caller today. Mike, a very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon. Yes. David's I'm here. You haven't you got it. a lot of time, I'm afraid, so get on with it.
6: OK, then. Um, just like Momentum's infiltrated uh, Labour, yeah. UKIP has infl- infl- infiltrated... Uh, the Conservatives. So when these MPs go for uh, their selection, how many of them think they're going to get through the first stage?
5: For the next election you're talking about?
6: Yeah, and the next election is very soon. All we've got to do now is, I keep saying it, Corbyn, all he's got to do is put no confidence, DUP support him, and we've got a general election. Well, that
5: could well happen. Um, David Davies is sitting next to me. What do you reckon the likelihood of That could
0: well happen. The irony is, of course, some of the, the... Uh, The the people in in the very extremes of the Conservative Party might be the one that bring the government down. That's in some ways even more likely than the DUP because, of course, the last thing they will want is a former IRA sympathiser, a man who actually invited IRA terrorists into the House of Commons for a cup of tea within weeks of the Brighton bomb. Um, You know, the DUP aren't going to really want him as prime minister. But there are some conservative, a small handful of conservative MPs who unfortunately just cannot see reason. and, And I fear actually might sit on their hands if it came to a motion and no confidence i certainly think an election with this news now mm. a general election is a lot more likely now than it was five minutes ago it
5: may well be mike thanks very much indeed for your call uh we'll hear from you again very shortly we're back tomorrow of course david i mean it's fascinating tomorrow there's going to be more action in the house of commons but it's not going to lead us anywhere uh from what you've just said uh, we are now closer uh you heard it here first to a general election than we were five minutes ago uh coming up matthew wright is going to be uh here taking over at one o'clock with kevin o'sullivan of course we'll be back in the tent of shame tomorrow morning don't forget to listen to talk radio throughout the day uh, and throughout the night as well because we will bring you first all of the big action from the house of parliament behind us the the uh, the, the palace of westminster the palace of shame uh, as i'm now beginning to call it the news coming out right now that there will be no meaningful vote on friday therefore uh we will Possibly be fighting European elections as well come May. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
5: If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio via DAB online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say
4: the Independent Republic of
5: Mike
0: Graham on Talk Radio.
6: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a
4: chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.